You're listening to Metal and High Heels, the official podcast from the magazine about metal, lifestyle, and entertainment. Hello, this is Stiffy, and this is the episode number 26 of the Metal and High Heels podcast. And this is Kiki, and we're your hosts today in the Metal and High Heels podcast. How are you doing, Steffi? I'm fine. Thank you, Kiki. And how are you? I'm good. I'm good. Have you survived the flooding and the rain? <laughs> oh, yeah. It was it was huge and a little bit creepy because I was at work when it happened. And when I left the office, it was just away. And it felt like um, a little nightmare. I don't know. I just realized it that there was that flood uh, when I was at home and... I watched some videos about it. And was what? The tent here right now? What? <laughs> a few crazy. hours ago? It was strange. Yeah, crazy. Yes. Crazy weather. Yeah, it's been they've been some crazy crazy storms, summer storms uh, here in Germany. And uh the heat is still coming though. Yeah. It's so hot these days. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, maybe I'm a little bit paranoid, but for me, that's just climate change right now. <laughs> you it. feel it. Of course. It's, yeah. it's so, ha uh, yeah, so hot. The heat is coming, how you said, and but also these extreme rainfalls. That's, yeah, characteristic for, yeah, lots of statistics of the researchers about climate change. Yeah, <sighs> yeah exactly. True and sad story. Totally. Anyway, today we have a topic we have already talked about in a few of our interviews. We've been asking some um, several artists uh, whom we have interviewed in the past year, I think. Uh, we've been asking them what they think about uh, Spotify and other streaming services. And um, so today we have compiled all of those answers for you and this episode and uh we were going to talk about um yeah about that subject what's the thing about uh, streaming how can it get better and better yeah what do you think Steffi? do you use uh streaming services i do yeah definitely and i really love it for me it's yeah in fact it's the first uh, source for me for music because it's so mm -hmm. easy and you have access to everything you want to listen to if I'm just in the mood for, I don't know, or just just a genre. If I think, oh, well, now I'm in the mood for um, progressive metal. Then I just type mm -hmm. it in and I get some progressive metal music or playlists made by other people. And so I also can discover new ones and it makes it very, very easy this free access and personally I definitely love it <laughs> yeah because it's so free and good to explore new stuff new, to discover new stuff yeah and do you do you use it yes I mean um, I have Spotify premium and uh, that's where I listen to most of my music I buy uh, I still buy a couple of uh, CDs of albums a year, but I definitely listen to the same music after that um, on Spotify because, um, yeah, because I don't have a CD player at home anymore. <laughs> oh, okay. So it's for so, you more merch 
but the the music if you buy a CD. Yes, exactly. I mean, um, I always buy the the Epica album in the um, uh, audio book or something uh, in the big book version. Uh-huh. That's the size of an LP, but it's not vinyl. It's the three CDs, uh, the album, the um, acoustic bonuses or bonuses, bonus tracks in general. And the third uh, CD is instrumentals, which is uh, important for me because I also like to sing along and do some living room karaoke. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, that's why I buy those. So I do have to find a CD player to import the tracks into my laptop for later. But after that, when I listen to their music, to their music in like everyday life, I do, I do that on on Spotify so that they will still also get my streams, so they get my money twice. That's good. Or more than twice. That's for, very um, kind. Of course, they're my favorite band. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So can you maybe explain it a little bit? How this um, structure or this. Um, how it works, Spotify, how artists get paid or maybe not get paid for the for their work, for the art? Of course, yeah, and that's something uh, that uh, I wanted to talk about anyway because um, there are people want, wanting to make this uh, payout system better. Um, okay, so right now it wor- how it works is Spotify gets money from users like me who pay for their uh, premium, the 10 euro per month. And also from all the, I don't know, whoever big companies who want to advertise on Spotify, they pay Spotify. And after Spotify gets all the money uh, into this big pool, they distribute it um, among the artists in a way that those artists who are more listened to, whose music is played the most on Spotify, get the most money. And um, smaller bands, lesser known bands who aren't, who don't get played uh, as often on Spotify get a lot less money. Which is why we, we have heard people complain about the system because the money that the band or the artist gets for every time a song gets streamed on Spotify, it's like nothing, next to nothing. It's like teeny tiny fractions of a cent. Yeah, so that part, until then, yeah, it's okay to complain. (laughs) But it's also why artists have to work uh harder to get played they have to go um to try to get on playlists on curated playlists on spotify playlists on playlists that are um advertised everywhere else and um and you know also develop other strategies and other tactics of how to get more more streams and more plays yep Yeah, so that's how it works now. But Steffi, as you were saying uh, before we started recording, the people we have interviewed aren't that against Spotify. They aren't very, yeah, very dead set against them. Yeah, exactly. That was what I um I was really really surprised about that. While the interviews, I think um, 
our question was always if um, Spotify or all these streaming services would change the, the value of the art, of the music art. Um, and lots of people don't think that yet, but you can also listen to that later if we cut it here in the podcast. Um, they were quite positive about that. Maybe also most of them in, in that personal way that they are using that for them personally at home or on tour, maybe while traveling. Um, but also in that business way, they were quite positive because they they mm -hmm. said, okay, we have, that's a huge, uh, that's a very big chance for us to get more fans because um, yeah. we will get better, we can, um, yeah, more people will discover us because we are on Spotify or Deezer or iTunes, whatever. And so they think, yeah, we can recruit new fans to be there. And that's good for us because the money, which we maybe won't get for, for, the, for the music itself, we will get by recruiting these new fans. If they come are to the shows exactly, and buy merch also. Exactly, mm -hmm. when they're buying their concert tickets. That's, I think, the main or the most common mindset about that topic. Yeah. was quite interesting. I thought maybe they would all hate it while asking. So, oh, Spotify, that's such a shit and no one buys a good CD anymore. And But that's so important and it's... It's so much work for us, and we it's it's our it's our life, it's our passion, it's our heart, which we produce, and then they are getting it almost for free, but we also have to live from that work, but no <laughs> they said yeah yeah it's it's good it's um and also it's just it's just the time now we are we are living in a digital time. Mm -hmm. And yeah, the internet is just everywhere. I would say it, it touches every part of life somehow nowadays. And so also the music. And they just accepted it maybe. And so yeah, that's it. <laughs> and that's that's okay. I'm, we are fine with it. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> good exactly. Yeah, and it was a, a good surprise. Because, well, um, we also have to mention that nine episodes ago, on episode number 17... We talked about the music business a little more in general, but Spotify was a big part of it after we had our interview with uh, Georg Neuhauser from Serenity. And you also just mentioned uh, Spotify. Do you use it yourself personally? No, not at, no, all. At, all. No, not at all. Really? Not at all. No, not at all. The thing is, just to give you an example, you know, right after Codex Atlanticus was released, five, five months after that, we got the first invoice and um, 270,000 album streams on Spotify, 270,000. And we got 360 euros for that. <laughs> wow. And then he also told us how much money they spent to go on tour. So that was a contrast and that was a very valid opinion that also um, put, put all of this into perspective and he asks the fans to buy the album instead of just streaming it on, on Spotify. 
But um, the what you mentioned right now, I think, is is very important. Of course, we have to appreciate appreciate learn to appreciate art more as it was in the past because of what Christina said. Christina Scavia from Lacuna Coil said in our interview, which we're going to listen to right now. So with Spotify, it's cool because I can have my <clears throat> my own set list, my own playlist. Mm-hmm. Uh, but at the same time, when this is over, it keeps on going and it kind of keeps the same vibe of, of my taste, of what mm-hmm. I like. So I can discover new bands and I go, oh, I like this song, what is it? And I can check it out and maybe add it to my playlist. I think it's cool to discover new music and to listen to the old classics. Uh, sometimes it also helps me to remember our lyrics. When we're preparing a show, I put a set list with our songs mm-hmm. and then I listen to it yeah. and I'm just like, okay, we listen to our songs. So I really, really like Spotify. And I think it's an, um, it's an intelligent way to, to kind of give some money to the artists as well, which I think is fair. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, it's not the same uh, amount of money that you would get through the, you know, the regular publishing if you sell a CD or, mm-hmm. or the money that you would get from selling merch uh, at the venues. But I think that it's way better than just download it illegally. To me, the logical thing would be I give you this, which to me, it's half of my heart, if not all heart. And you give me, you know, some of the money and I can, with this money, I can invest it in another heart that I can give you. It is fair that we contribute money because, well, that's the currency of the world to her so she can keep doing that over and over again and we can keep enjoying it and love and loving it so that's actually a very fair concept you know it's it's an exchange in the end which is actually like that's how economy works mm. yeah and um what she also said uh, said what i think it's very interesting that and and just true if they don't stream it and also um, pay, maybe just a little bit, but pay for it. In the past, they just um, uh, loaded, uh, there was just lots of illegal downloading of that music. Maybe, yeah, I yeah. also remember for myself that time when you um, just got some YouTube videos with a, I don't know, such an MP3 converter and you can download it illegal to listening to mm-hmm. on your oh gosh what was it that that small mp3 player your <laughs> player yeah yeah long time ago mm-hmm. yeah that's that's exactly it there are artists who boycott streaming services or specific streaming services and they say okay uh, my music is going to be on this other thing and if you want it you have to subscribe to that one too or um, I'm just going to release it as an album and it's not going to be officially from myself on the internet. But that's actually boycotting yourself because at least our generation just grew up with piracy. And uh, yes, I'm not defending it. It wasn't the right thing to do. But um, if something is not on Spotify, it the probability is that instead of just not having it, people are going to go back to piracy and download it illegally. Yeah. So that doesn't do you any favors. Yeah, exactly. And so, um, and I think as a real fan, you also it was in it was in the past, and it should also nowadays like that that you um, 
know that you have to um, support your artist, your favorite band, by buying somewhat. Maybe uh, yeah, the, the CDs or also the merch, a t-shirt, whatever, going to the concerts, the, the concert tickets... I think that was mm -hmm. that that just did not did not change that fact That's that you true. have to buy just something. And yeah, Spotify is just such um a huge platform and because there are just so so many almost all musicians or so it feels like are there. Um so it just concerns much more people but before while um just Yeah, downloading something illegal, it felt just a little bit more like, okay, yeah, this band now is concerned by that problem, but not the other. And so just a little bit more, um, yeah, for all. Yeah, that's true. That's true. There was, during the whole piracy uh, boom, there was this this attitude of I'm I'm downloading illegally the work of that band who are already millionaires so they don't care yeah exactly right but that's not the point <laughs> no. so <laughs> so uh yeah uh sleep of monsters what does was that an interview of ours did we do that yeah exactly that was um at the tusca festival last year I've been thinking a lot about that and it's like nowadays you have to be there because people don't really buy albums or some people do but still I think you gotta be in Spotify and hopefully if they listen to your songs in Spotify they come to your shows and buy your merchandise and it's a different world nowadays. In our band we need more people who think positively and like this business wise because <laughs> yeah. I've been in this business for long time too like I, uh, as yeah, he has yeah, but, but yeah. I have not been in top 10 he has and he's like he <laughs> yeah, has this like, positive <laughs> sense of being like yeah. trying to market mm. the music yeah yeah I, I just sure. I would like to like go and like pee all over their servers like the Spotify guys yeah, well. like, just like kick down the fucking computers yeah, well, but nowadays you. it's just but fucking down if you have you, to do it yeah if you don't go to Spotify it's just fucking down no, because you he, don't ma make any money anyway from the record sales so yeah, this he, is he, like he, a, it doesn't hurt us for us this is just a philosophical question because mm -hmm. we're not going to get any money but if like people played our songs so that there would be something like two million hits that would be really fucking angry because I would still get the fucking 10 cents and some yeah, fucking yeah. investor group in New York would get the fucking mm -hmm. money yeah, it's, yeah well true This was a very negative opinion, I think the most negative opinion. Damn. Yeah, but that's also this point how you um, described it in the beginning, that pooling system. And because they are just so small, such a little band, they do not get almost nothing of that pool because j there are just less people who stream their music, their songs. And so, yeah, they, were, uh, they just didn't like it. Spotify mm -hmm. because yeah for them it is almost getting music for free and like yeah let let me say it as um people just stealing their art legal yeah, yeah legally but also at Tusca you uh, interviewed Amorphis mm -hmm. exactly they were um yeah just relaxed <laughs> it felt just very relaxed yeah, I know. And 
we, there's nothing we can do about it. Actually, we don't put our music to Spotify. It's about the deals we make, and the record label has a distribution channel, and one, one is Spot, Spotify and all these streaming services. So they, they are included in the packet, distribution package. But uh, yeah, I, I think so, that if the music is free, uh, it's definitely easier to spread it out and find new fans. And uh, then when you go on tour, you can see people there. On the other hand, it's very difficult for new bands, you know, because there's so many. So I don't, it's still a big question mark, I think, for everyone. Does the free streaming service boost the new bands or does it boost the old bands who already have like a big, big fan base and they play it to their friends? But for sure, of course, when I was young, we had free C cassettes, you know, everybody was copying them and uh, sending them. So, uh, yeah, free music definitely spreads it more, but how much? I don't know. But I, I think the biggest advantage is for the old, like Madonna and this Metallica who sold like hundreds of millions of albums because they, everybody wants to listen to them at some point at their life. I think it's almost also because they are, um, yeah somehow founding father among these musicians they're very old bands and yeah have have a huge fan base a very strong fan base and so it's it's easier for them maybe to accept that change time and mm -hmm. yeah also said it it's it's good to have such an easy access to the music and yeah liked it but um His uh, thought was also um, that is, yeah, I would say the same as Sleep of Monsters, that it's getting harder for newcomers. Yeah. And that point was interesting, I think, because it was just a different kind of view, because you also interviewed um, Sella Darling, the Merlin, Merlin um, said he loves it, and he said it is um, very important especially for a niche, uh, for a small genre for which are in a niche of the music um because um with such platforms you can get discovered by the people and getting new fans and then buying new merch it was yeah just optimistic <laughs> sure i have spotify and apple music actually. i think it's amazing i think the whole stuff about musicians receiving very little amounts is taken out of context and is misrepresented mm -hmm. uh, especially for metal bands and rock bands and anyone else who's in a niche or in a, in a like in a genre where you really try and make it from ground up like we we don't sign with a record label and have a marketing budget that will get us there mm -hmm. for us it's amazing it's fantastic I think it's it's not just recovered the music industry. I think it's opened a whole new future. Yeah. yeah. So no no money in in real as small band from Spotify itself or new fans and hope that they will invest some money into your art. Yeah. Um, the thing about the the newcomer bands is a difficult. Is it's also tricky too because. On the one side, um, of course, there are all these opportunities and you just have to grab them. And sometimes it's more difficult to grab those, to get those opportunities, you know, because of course you can, do, can be discovered 
through Spotify. But to be discovered through Spotify, you have to get featured on a playlist. And to get featured on a playlist, you either have to be already signed on to a label who has the contacts and who is doing, or a promoter who is willing to do the work of reaching out to the curators, to playlist curators, because this is a thing, guys. Playlist curators for streaming services is a real job. There are people who get paid to do that. Well, I want to do that. I want that job. <laughs> All right, Steffi, then you have to get that job. <laughs> <laughs> I try. <laughs> But so there are services like Topsify and uh, many others. There are magazines like us who also do playlists like us. So uh, we will be doing a playlist uh, on our Spotify uh, channel for this episode as well featuring the artists we have interviewed and talked about today. And, um, well, as a newcomer band, you could reach out to us, for example, and say, hey, uh, I think you probably like my music. This is my new single. Would you like to put it in your next playlist? Or something like that. And I mean, we don't have many followers yet on Spotify. Uh, people, please follow us. <laughs> But there are playlist curators who are big in this business, okay? And to get on one of those playlists can open so many doors for you, for, for a band in general, not only a newcomer, just in general. But newcomers are sometimes DIY bands, you know, are, are like more willing to do this work. And of course, a band like Cellar Darling doesn't really have to do that, doesn't really need that, because they were already famous when they started that. So the band is new, but they are not. Yeah. So it's, of course, it depends on how you go at it and how you do it. It can be more difficult for you as a newcomer band who no one knows, and you get maybe one stream a month, and so you get a quarter of a cent every three months from Spotify, or... You can uh, go out, reach out to people, do the work, and um, yeah, get discovered, gain new fans. You can also, like uh, Epica, for example, have the Spotify banner everywhere, or like uh, other bands do, they put their own playlists up on Facebook, or they post, they post instead of their videos which are already doing great on YouTube, they post a Spotify link so that people who are listening, who are watching their social media, they just go to Spotify and play that. And I mean, that's one more stream, right? Yeah, exactly. So those are, those are ways uh, that bands are doing now to generate more Spotify income. Because uh, that's that's how the music business works nowadays. You can't just sell albums. You have to sell several products to make some money. And another thing that I was uh, that I learned another way how artists can push their uh, Spotify streams or their streams in general in any other services is by collaborating with um, artists from other genres like Papa Roach. Um, I'm going to link uh, this article in the show notes. It's from Loudwire and it's called Papa Roach's Unlikely Comeback. Here's how it happened. And it talks about how they now have 
uh, more and more streams and more and more followers on Spotify in in spite of being uh, almost a one-hit wonder, right? When you think of Papa Roach, you think of uh, Last Resort and uh, their 2000 album. But right now they are getting bigger and bigger because at some point they collab- they collaborated with... Um, with another artist, I think it was a DJ, and um, so this DJ made a remix of a Papa Roach song, and that song was, and that remix was featured on the DJ's profile on Spotify and on um, electronic music playlists, and it was also featured in Papa Roach's profile and um, Rocky Punky. Uh, whatever hmm. um, new metal playlists and so they got double promotion they got double the streams and double the numbers for one song so that's also um, I think it's 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 amazing I think I think it's it's a cool motivation you know for bands who want to get bigger on Spotify to do some kind of crossover I love that idea <laughs> yeah that's true very innovative definitely but I also think it's it's very tricky. I mean, the Spotify idea itself is very intelligent because if you want, as an artist, get some money and get famous with Spotify, you have to promote it. But on the other hand, it is um, maybe, yeah, to think about um, maybe Sleep of Monsters, who said it was much more easier in the past uh, if mm-hmm. w- if they sell the physical CDs more but they um, they just have to do it because just um, it's like an, an avalanche because just a few bands did it and then the public think everyone is there on Spotify and you have to be there and then you also have it to promote yourself as an artist maybe if you just do not like that idea of this easy access it's it's very funny I think it's very tricky that Spotify mm-hmm. idea in the business way very intelligent very smart but for an artist hmm yeah could be difficult yes and that's what takes me to um, the other thing that I wanted to talk about so we uh, talked about the big big pool model of uh, payouts from streaming services. And um, what I wanted to talk about now is the subscription or subscriber share model um, of payouts that is uh, that is actually starting to um, to be very relevant. And I couldn't find it on the internet, but, I am sure that there is an initiative. There are artists um, fighting for this, right? <laughs> or fighting for this model to to make a, a breakthrough and to be the new standard everywhere. And the way it works is um, is a is this is a new way to uh, to distribute the revenue, right? To distribute the money. So Spotify still gets the money from the subscribers and from the people who advertise on Spotify. And then, instead of just uh, distributing it completely among all the artists on Spotify, 
they look at exactly what the user pays for. So that means that when I, right now with a big pool model, when I pay my 10 euro a month for Spotify, I don't know, Beyonce and uh, Miley Cyrus and all of those rappers also get some of my money, right? Because mm -hmm. it's all put in one pool. But with the subscriber share model, um, only the people I listen to on Spotify would get that part of that, of that 10 euro. So if on one month, for example, I only listen to Epica, those 10 euro go straight to Epica, no divisions necessary. Yep. If another month I listen to Epica and Cellar Darling and Serenity and Trivium, obviously, my, uh, my 10 euro will be divided only among those. And then obviously... Um, if I listen to more to Epica, then a bigger share is going to Epica than the rest. Um, because all of this is obviously technologically possible. Spotify knows exactly what we listen to every day. Yep. And that is something that would be a lot fairer, a lot um, more just. And um, yeah, you know, you just uh, you get what you pay for, more or less, or they get what I pay for. <laughs> exactly, and that's almost like buying buying the the physical CD or downloading yeah. it on on iTunes, maybe as as an album, as a whole album, which I pay for. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's that sounds very very fair. I like it, good idea. Also for the yes, small ones. Yes, and this is something that already works. Uh, in another industry completely, but the platform is called Envato. It's uh, Netflix for designers, apparently. So on this platform, you can buy uh, pho yeah, photography, design, etc. And um, yeah, they you only pay for the designer you are getting stuff from, so to speak. And um, yeah, it's it's easy to see how that would benefit the the music industry how it would be more fair and how uh, artists could start complaining less about it <laughs> yeah you know because it's also it's also funny to see as a, as a user you know that all those artists that i don't identify with are still getting a bit of my money Mm. And so, yeah. yeah, the rich are getting more rich and the poor ones getting poorer. It's like, yeah, um, yeah. more or less. Exactly. So uh, that's something you guys can look into. I'm going to um, link this in the in the show notes, which you can find at uh, www.metal-end-highheels.com slash podcast 26. Podcast to six. But before we talk about something else, so uh, we have a bit of a bit of uh, positive. We want to give all of this discussion some more positive ending. On the one hand, as I said, it's uh, let's let's ask Spotify to give us the subscriber share model. Uh, on the other hand, Rob Flynn of Machine Head is also a fan of Spotify. I am going to link that article by Metal Socks in the show notes. Scott Ian from Anthrax is also a, a fan of Spotify, a fan of Spotify. 
He says it's the best thing ever, and I'm going to link that Metal Socks article also in the show notes. And Steffi, you tell us, who was the most streamed metal artist in 2016? Yeah, a big surprise for me. It's um, power metal and also death metal. And that's not just as a subgenre of or metal stuff, but in all. So on the third place, there is a chill hop or after that trap latino and jump style. I even don't know what it is, but yeah. So it's, um, yeah, it seems to be uh, quite huge on Spotify. Very, um, yeah, lots of people seems listening to melodic power metal. <laughs> that was funny. I think. Yeah, so there's that comes from the uh, 2017wrapped.com list, uh, the emerging 2017 genres list. Uh, on, on the very top, melodic power metal, chaotic black metal is second. And then, as, as Steffi already said, a bunch of weird, weird sounding uh, music genres, like serialism and gamecore and future funk what the heck is that <laughs> no idea <laughs> maybe we should do a playlist just about these genres yeah we should Put totally it under our podcast yes vintage swoon sounds very interesting <laughs> which one vintage swoon vintage. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> what is it That's probably some kind of uh, dreamy trance, but with 70s bluesy uh, sounds. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Somebody smoked too much when they were naming uh, those music styles. Yeah, but in 2016, Spotify's most streamed metal artist was Metallica. Yay! <laughs> that was, yeah, that was also quite obvious, but... All right, so as you can see, there is hope for metal. <laughs> <laughs> metal yeah, is in, not dead. In this new music industry. Yeah. Metal will never be dead. Yeah. yeah. And uh, as we were talking about the interviews and the people we interviewed asking about this topic, we talked about a couple of interviews that Steffi and Pia did at Tusca Festival, Tusca, Tusca Festival mm -hmm. last year. And this year we are going to be returning to Tusca. Well, Pia will be returning to Tusca because instead of Steffi, it's going to be me. Yes. Woo. <laughs> woo, woo. <laughs> Have fun and enjoy it. It's great. Thank you, Steffi. I'm going to follow your example and I'm going to go to the sauna in the festival. Oh, yes. Yeah, you have to do. It was, it was, <laughs> it was great. It was so, and it was such a fun experience. Just you're among these, these metalheads in, in a festival and yeah, just that typical feeling. And then, oh, and now I will go to sauna and there you can relax. And oh, yeah. <laughs> that was, that was really, really nice. Oh, cool. A little um, wellness. The Finnish break. people are great. Yeah, yeah. And I love Finnish people because they're doing that. <laughs> nice. Cool. So you liked the festival last year? Mm, yes. I have to say, I, I preferred uh, the Rock Hearts Festival mm -hmm. because it was. Um, uh, the the Tuska is just 
almost in the middle of a town. It's not that that outside festival in the middle of a green field and you have yeah, um, yeah just fields around you. It was very urban and that urban feeling still stayed while you're on that festival area. That sounds lovely. Yeah, it's... Um, yeah. I mean, I'm more <laughs> of a city girl, city girl, so I think I'm gonna love it. And also because the lineup this year is really cool. There is Gojira and Parkway Drive, Europe, Creator, Arch Enemy, Emperor, The Charm of the Fury. That's the one. That's the one I was looking for. Oh, oh they're great. Yes, not as I many women on this, on this lineup, but we're gonna, yeah, we're gonna let that slide. Crimfall, Crimfall also have a woman, a woman in the band. And after that, in August, Steffi, you and I are um, hopefully and probably going to Summer Breeze. Yes, right down to Bavaria. And yes, with your maybe famous, uh, not famous, favorite band nowadays, Kiki, Trivium, are there, are yeah. there one of the headliners. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was just announced uh, last week, I think, right? Trivium. Yes. Uh, Summer Breeze uh, 2018's, 2018's headliners, along with... Uh, also Arch Enemies there, Amareth. Enemy, yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know exactly the headliners, but Behemoth is there, and Amaranth and Ailstorm. I love Ailstorm. That's a big party whenever Ailstorm <laughs> plays. The so. Apocalyptischen Reiters sind da. Uh, they are. <laughs> They're playing. The Apocalyptischen Reiter are playing. That that sounds weird. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit of a tongue twister. But yeah. uh, well, there are a few more women on um, Summer Breezes lineup there is nervosa there is amaranth there's archenemy again forever still is also there forever still and doro yeah forever still and doro yeah and ginger ginger exactly they are the ones i was looking for yes hmm, and pepper roach we just talked about pepper roach pepper roach is also playing at summer breeze so that's gonna be also a very big party. Sirenia is also playing, and I have never ever been at Summer Breeze, so I'm really really looking forward to. I've I've heard the best. I know people who don't miss one Summer Breeze and have been going there forever, and mm -hmm. so I I'm really looking forward to that. Yeah, me too. And it's a very huge festival. I mean, we just talked about the bands we want to see, and there are just many. Yeah, if I scroll down, so here the the band list. It was so whoa, okay, yeah, yeah, that is a very big festival. Yeah, it and then, be amazing. Yeah, and that's that's in the middle of a field, so we can <laughs> do some Yay! camping and yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I also you love can... that. That's fun. <laughs> <laughs> so, Steffi, yeah. where can people find us? <laughs> Everywhere. <laughs> Um, maybe also on Spotify but um, yeah our homepage of course Metal and High Heels we're on Spotify iTunes 
What else? We're also on Twitter at Metal High Heels, on Instagram, Metal and High Heels. And you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and uh, our Facebook page so that, you, so that you don't miss a thing. On our YouTube channel, we have lots of interesting interviews, including all of the ones we have mentioned today. And uh, on Facebook, we just post a little bit more news, some more up-to-date stuff, and of course, everything that we write or that we talk about on the podcast. We haven't been writing a lot lately, but we will do more so in the future. We're working on that. And um, that was it. Enjoy the upcoming summer. See you next time. And see you next time.